0: Three, two, one, and welcome
1: back. Welcome back, you salty son of a bitches. Yes, indeed. This episode is powered by Taka and Breckenridge Brewery and a little bit of Uinta. Yes. Not sponsored, but powered. Yes, all of it is powered by Z-Alcohol. This Churny trying- Bock is fantastic, I gotta say. What? This Churny Bock... Let me try it. Like, if you take a little sip and actually, like, pay attention to the flavor, it's pretty damn good. Okay. It's one of the only stouts I like.
0: Yeah, I'm not a big stout guy, but that's not bad. Um,
1: yeah. How do I increase the waveform again? The little arrow under audio track. This? Uh, one down. Just a little bit, not that. Yep, there you go. And then decibel right under. Waveform? Boom. Awesome.
0: Sorry about that. I'm still learning how to work the controls. Up until this last week, it was all Caden. And now it's kind of on me because the current computer build is
1: for me. When was the last time you uh, played video games on a computer, though? It's been a while, right? Um. Like, well, I mean, besides the little ones on on your laptop, but I mean, like, like, like well, a legit. Game. Yeah, 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 yep. The last one I
0: played on a computer was probably 1999. Okay, it's been a minute. It's been ten years. Yep, it's been a lot of minutes. No,
1: it's been twenty years. As a, yeah, yeah. Holy shit! <laughs> twenty years. <laughs> Well, and now we've been playing Battlefield, which I've been enjoying, except getting ass rammed by Mike
0: P. Pence. Well, now
1: you can see why they say the console master, or I mean the PC master race, is because like these guys are no, they have nothing better to do. Well, yeah, and I the mean, mouse and keyboard, like I feel like I, I feel like I die more than I do anything else on a lot of those games. With a mouse and keyboard, just in general being on PC, because I'm not. I like being competitive. I like winning, but some of these guys play with like these ridiculous setups and like all these peripherals and get really into it. I can't keep up with that. I just want a good old-fashioned controller. Right. So I can just lean back in my chair.
0: Yeah, that's how I am too. I just want the controller.
1: Now if I had like a nice setup where I could have the keyboard and mouse on the chair as I lean back, maybe but as of right now, the controller's fine. I just get ass rammed. Um but that's kind of part of it. It's part of the ability to get cheap PC games, play the same games as everyone else, it's just I suck at them.
0: Yeah. Uh I I don't know, like to me there's something a little more just intuitive to using a controller. For sure. You know, like it's it's more simple. Yeah. Um and that's what I like about console gaming. However, uh using a controller on the PC hasn't been too bad. I mm-hmm. mean, I don't get nearly as many kills as I would on a console, but yeah, it's tough. I'm I'm not really bitching about it. I don't care that much. It's just a game. You and I were talking about this earlier. You were like in your room yelling like, "Fuck!" fuck yeah dude and and i was like dude it's just a game calm down and you're like no if you don't get competitive you're not gonna win i was like we're not gonna win anyway (laughs) that was what i
1: thought i didn't say it but i thought it well you can say it because i i do get really competitive with video games i i'm competitive with a lot of people don't realize that about me i get pretty fucking competitive um like with sports, with freaking, not watching sports, but playing sports, playing video games, I get pretty goddamn competitive. Yeah. I, I just like, I don't know, I like winning because it makes me feel good at the end. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'll play another match because I feel good. But we constantly just kept yeah.
0: at the end. <laughs> yeah, hitting that wall for sure. Yeah, there was we a tear in my We did have a eye. really good match, though. That one time it was like, what, like
1: three people? Yeah, we lost by like four. Yeah, we, we only lost by like four, and uh, yeah, I can deal with those losses. The fucking people that like do people not know tactics? Do people forget tactics? Like you spawn at a base. There's two objectives near your base. Well, let's take a boat and go capture one in the middle. No, dude. Like I'm a dumbass, and I know that. <laughs>
0: like, well, um. I can see it being used as, like, a feint, maybe. Okay. Like, drawing resources away from the other objectives. Yeah. But there needs to be communication. Like, okay, one squad's going to go at the back of the enemy line and take, like, this objective way back here Yeah. and start working on that. And if they take it, great. If they don't, then they're a feint. That pulls resources towards that area so we can take the other objectives.
1: That makes sense. See, my idea, if I was like back in the day of Battlefield 4 commander, when you're the commander overseeing the whole map, you would send, let's say you have eight squads. You send all eight of them up to two further objectives. So you have the two. You don't worry about the two nearest to you. Send them all up to two more in front capture those two and then have half those squads fall back to the other ones to capture those while holding that line. But the problem is this conversation that we're having now, they'd be like, I don't What are you talking about? Fucking shoot them, dude.
0: Yeah. And I mean, that's definitely part of the game. Shooting them is definitely part of the game, but I mean, overall tactics. Yeah. Like you could create a feint and still pull off the same thing you're talking about.
1: I just miss the tactics of Battlefield. I like, did, I wasn't huge into it, but I miss the fact that it used to be like squad base. And Bad Company too, I think it gave you bonuses for sticking close by to your squad. It would give you all bonuses to your attributes. So you would be like wanting to stick together. Right. Like, oh, I get a damage bonus if I'm near my squad. So I'll stay near my squad. Unfortunately, you got dumb fuck dumbo up in a plane just flying around the map i know exactly
0: who you're talking
1: about and then you know two of us down there some guy leaves another guy joins leaves joins it's just not there's no community in it anymore rage quitting
0: that's a big problem
1: Uh, yeah dude it's fun to me when i like tactic games like that,
0: that, honestly, that is why, um, when I get a good team on Nazi zombies on like call of duty, yeah, that is why I like Nazi zombies, the tactics. Cause if you get a good team that has tactics down, it's like, okay, you, you're going to go after this objective and we'll just deal with the horde. And yeah. you just kill anything you come across in right. in the time. But, like, we'll be crowd control. And then, like, as the objectives get more complex, especially with, like, World uh, Call of Duty World War Two, like, it's like, okay, I'm going to rack up points. You're going to rack up points. I'm going to focus on opening up doors. You're going to wor- work on getting items we need to complete objectives. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah, there's the communication. Yeah, It's super nice when that works that way. I like video games when they work that way. Maybe it's just that we need to find two more people to be in a squad with. That could be it, too. Because um, right.
0: actually communicating with each other. Yeah.
1: I don't want to really communicate with most of the dumb fucks online. Like, honestly, I really don't. Unless I know the people... I'm not one to throw on a mic and be like, okay, this is what we need to do. Like, I enjoy the game. I enjoy winning the game. But the problem is no one views it as tactics anymore. It's become so mainstream that you can just run and gun. Be like, oh, I die. Let me respawn real quick.
0: And And see, when I die on Battlefield, I try to wait for a medic.
1: Yeah. I I, yeah.
0: I actually hold the trigger to slow down your bleed out time.
1: And how many people just run past you? Like, how many people do you see that are medics that just run past? Hundreds. It's like, i use medic because it has my favorite gun. Like, dude. And then you have 15 snipers in the back that are just, like, chilling out there. It's it's a different experience than it used to be. I do miss when it used to be tactical. Uh, I think it's because most people have gotten dumb as fuck uh, because they drank... the Kool-Aid, I guess.
0: No, they drink white claw, that's the problem. Got a bunch of fluoride heads running
1: around. <laughs>
0: uh, well, anyway to do a hard shift of gears here. Um Between editing the last episode and this episode, um I talked to you about uh it's not really your house until you've taken a piss in the backyard. <laughs> yeah. And then I asked you how many time, uh, times I, you think I've done that since you've lived here. And you said, I know you've done a, done it once. And then I told you it's at least once a week.
1: <laughs> so are, the, are some of those dead grass spots because of you then?
0: Possibly. <laughs> I mean, I'm not even drunk when I do it, dude. Like, yeah. I'm just like, I've got to deal with the dogs. I need to use the bathroom. It's eleven thirty at night. There's no lights on around here. Fuck it. Like,
1: yeah, yeah. That must be the military, right? That had to have been some part of the. Oh, military. Oh yeah,
0: dude. When I was on deployment, there was like we had this like weird fucking balloon thing above our camp. Every every base had one. Uh, I don't remember what it was called, but it basically had, like, infrared cameras where it, like, saw 360 degrees infrared yeah. for up to, like, five kilometers or some shit. Okay. Um, I'd be on watch, and I'd step out of my—just outside of my watch post, like, just outside the door so I could still, like, be watching what I needed to. Yeah. And i take a leak while watching the fucking computer screen or whatever that I needed to watch. Right. Or listening to the radio or whatever I needed to do. And I knew that camera was watching me. Yeah. And I didn't give a shit, dude. Yeah. Like, I didn't give a single fuck in the world. It's like, I could run to the... I could run to the fucking pisser tubes or whatever but i'm just gonna i'm gonna step right over here i can keep my eyes on things because that way if something happens there's not the delay of me coming back from the port john yeah or the fucking pisser tube or the cat holes or whatever yeah it's like i i see it i finish pissing i get everyone in motion You know, because it takes, what, like 30, 45 seconds to piss at most? Yeah, if that, yeah. Yeah, so it's like I I can see it. I finish. I fucking start waking people up, you know. Yeah. If it was the middle of the day, it's like, hey, Ramos, watch this. I need to use the bathroom. Okay. You know, and he sits down. Or whatever, because I was part of an STP, so I was, like, medical support. I wasn't, like, on watch, like, on the fucking towers, but I was, like, looking for casualty reports and stuff all the time. Yeah. When I was on watch. So it would be like, hey, Ramos, Caballero, whoever, monitor monitor the radio traffic, monitor this. I'm going to go take a leak really quick. And you go take a leak. But when it's the middle of the night and everyone was fucking sleeping. Yeah. It's like you can't really abandon your post. Yeah. But you can't be expected not to piss at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I bet if I had a fucking nickel for every Marine that just pissed in their uh, appointed place of duty on deployment, I'd be a multimillionaire. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like up in the guard tower for fucking sure, dude, there's probably like a corner they have designated. Like you piss over there and we don't sit over there. Like if we, we need to rest our legs, there's two guys on duty. Like you go piss over in that corner. Everyone pisses over in that corner.
1: Yeah. It's weird how people get like that. Um, Like in urinals or whatever. Like people that'll be next to you in urinals and like turn away from you. It's like it's not like I'm sitting there like going like looking like the guy in waiting. Yeah, I'm not like looking over like, oh wow. Like that's a nice piece of meat. Yeah, it's just funny to me that people are so protective about that. Yeah, yeah, it
0: it is. And like the military truly, especially if you're uh ground forces they truly like army marines navy corpsmen that are with the marines like they don't give a fuck anymore yeah like they just don't like sometimes uh they taught us this in field medic training battalion like you dig a trench if you're in a place for like three days you dig a small trench to take a shit in and if you and your buddy need to take a shit at the same time, just lean against each other's backs for support. There you go. Yeah. Like Teamwork. They, they literally fucking teach you that. Yeah. And so, like, they they kind of, like, beat it out of you. Like, like, just stop giving a shit. Right. You know? And I know I'm not the only person that walked out there and fucking peed. Right. Like,
1: right outside the door. Yeah, or it's, whatever. Not, it's definitely not a big deal. I guess I... Like, I don't care if people see my dick. Don't give a fuck. But I'm so ingrained to, like, go into the bathroom, close the door. Like, it's just, like, part of... How much
0: do I pee around here with the door wide open?
1: Lots. Lots of times. (laughs)
0: Lots of times. I mean, my wife's seen my dick. I don't know if you have. No. But at the same time, I don't care. Yeah. You've walked past the door while I've been peeing. It's wide open.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't give a
0: shit, dude. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I don't either like I don't care. If I lose a bet, I'll run down the street naked. Don't give a shit. In that sense, I don't care, but for some reason, like going to the bathroom, it's just ingrained in me like I don't know, growing up or whatever, just shut the door.
0: Yeah, and and that is really big in Western society. It's so bizarre because we look at, um, for instance, Islam in the Middle East and we're like, those guys are conservative fuckheads and they like, don't want their women to do anything. But, yeah. But then, um, bodily functions like that aren't treated the same way over there. Right. It's just like part of life, you know? Yeah. 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 Uh, but here it's like sex drugs rock and roll but don't watch me go to the bathroom. You're not allowed to do that. Right. Um and I mean you've you've lived with me for a few months now. You like I clearly don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like sober not sober, I don't care. Yeah. I shut the door when I have to take a shit out of, like, courtesy for everyone else. Right. <laughs> but, like, it, it's just, um, yeah, I don't know. And, and that might be the military in me. I don't know.
1: Probably is. When you get your privacy taken away, it's hard to get it back. Or it's hard to care about it after that. Like, when you have no sense of privacy. You go from having privacy to getting absolutely none for such a long period of time, and you realize, I don't really care about it that much. Yeah. So, no, I I get where you're coming from. But, yeah. Sorry,
0: I'm just taking some notes here. Uh, Because I'm not, like, really far gone. I'm not as bad as we were that one time where we decided just not to publish the episode. But I'm trying to, like, keep up on... What we're saying it'd probably be better to have a pencil and paper in here yeah but um yeah so yeah and and it's true like uh you'd be on hikes in w i'd be on hikes with my marines and uh on camp pendleton and it's like we'd take a, a break from a 20 mile hike at like the seven mile mark or whatever yeah it's like if you needed to use the bathroom, do it now, and you'd be sitting in the bushes with fucking twenty other dudes taking a leak or a shit or whatever all at the same time, yeah, you know like yeah. it's
1: just it's normal, yeah, for sure. what do you think about like do you remember when those the marine special forces got caught pissing on the Taliban? I don't care, right. Right, but that was, like, painted as such a big thing back then. Right. And when you saw him on the news trying to explain it, he was just like, you know, that's just kind of the mindset you're in. Like, you don't really think about it until you come back and, like, you know, your buddy calls you and you're like, oh, shit, I'm on CNN. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I
0: I can't say with complete confidence, but I can say with relative confidence, no one in the military gave a shit about that.
2: Yeah right
0: i I mean you bleeding hearts of the fucking world out there don't know what it's like to be in a country where eighty five to ninety seven percent of the population wants to fucking kill you every day, yeah, and if you take one of them out and you piss on their corpse, so be it. Like, like you're, you haven't been in that situation. So fuck you. Yeah. I haven't even been in that situation. I haven't killed anybody. I was in a situation where I thought I was going to have to kill somebody. Yeah. But, um, you know, like when I went there in my head and I was like, fuck, I need, I might have to do this in order to see my wife again. Yeah. Yeah pissing on them like i i probably wouldn't have done it because i didn't need to pee (laughs) yeah but um it wouldn't have mattered to me Mm -hmm. like i wouldn't have fucking gave a shit dude yeah like first of all they're dead what do they care
2: yeah yeah, second
0: of all they just tried to fucking kill you
2: yeah and
0: i'm kind of glad that liz isn't home right now so like i can kind of get loud and animated about this but like seriously someone comes up to you you go out on a let's let's say you're not a bleeding heart fucking cuck yeah you go out on a date with your wife or your girlfriend fiance, whatever Mm -hmm. some dude comes up to you takes her fucking hostage or like points a gun in your face and like give me everything you fucking got Or I'm going to kill you. Yeah. Or just like flat out starts trying to kill you for no fucking reason. Yeah. Like you're walking back to your car and some guy attacks you. Right. And you wind up having to kill on him. And you realize you have to take a piss at the end of it. Yeah. And you piss on him. Yeah. How are you going to feel about that?
1: Shit, dude. I've run through the scenario of... Like, I remember Uzi getting outside in the front yard and just imagining, like, a car coming through at a high speed. If they visibly swerve to hit him, I would pull out my firearm and start shooting at their car.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, it, I mean, it's the, it's the same fucking idea, except for it's your own fucking life. Yeah. This guy, person, female, child, whatever the fuck, because over there it's all of it. Yep. Is trying to fucking kill you. They are actively seeking to take your life. Mm-hmm. You have your your family here. Yep. Even if you aren't married, you don't have kids. You still have friends, family, loved ones you want to come back to. Mm-hmm. Same with that guy, right? But he's actively trying to take your life. Okay. And you take him out. Yeah. This motherfucker just tried to take your life.
1: Okay. Do you care about desecrating his body at all? Okay. Le- now let me. I'll I'll paint it for just the conversation. The guy that promoted you from HM3 to HM2, right? <laughs> In yeah. the field. Yeah. What if you did that and you knew he got kicked out of the military for that or he got ridiculed because he took the fall for it
0: i mean i'd feel bad but that's that's
1: where i would i I wouldn't necessarily care about the action more so the repercussions of my superiors that had to deal with that so
0: so for me i would 100 percent step up and say i did this of my own volition okay my superiors didn't know about it my chief didn't know about it. HM2 Thrasher didn't know about it. Right. N- no one... Like, no one other than the squad I was with knew about this. Yeah. And the only reason they knew about it is because they were around me.
1: Right. Well, that pain she was a man taking responsibility.
0: And I would take whatever fucking happened of that. Yeah. I won't let someone else's career end over that. Right. But... What I'm saying, like, for these bleeding heart motherfuckers out there, like you have to wrap your head around the idea that someone else is actively trying to kill you. They're a fucking zealot. They're a sycophant of this religion and this ideal. And not that Islam's a bad religion. I'm just saying like they're they're a sycophant, like they're a mindless follower of this ideal that's in extreme in extremis. Yep. They're trying to take your life. And granted for me, I signed up during a time of war. Mm -hmm. I knew what I was getting into. Right. But there was a lot of guys that signed up initially before any of this happened. And I think, uh, some of them in that video were from that group. Uh, didn't like, they didn't sign up during a time of war. Mm-hmm. Right, and then they're like thrust into this situation where people that just hate them for being them yep. are trying to kill them. Um, I signed up as a corpsman because first of all, uh, my brother said I couldn't do what he's he was doing. Yeah, and I was like, "Fuck you! I can do exactly what you're doing, and I can do it better." <laughs> um, and second of all, I, I to, to save life, not to take it. But willing to take it if necessary. Um, but a lot of these guys, they like, uh, especially like pre-2003, like a lot of the people that signed up pre-2003 were like, okay, I'm signing up. We got attacked. I want to fight the people that attacked us. Like I want to take the fight to the Taliban. Fuck these guys. And then we went to war with Iraq and that turned into its whole, whole own thing but uh a, a lot of these guys initially uh pre-2001 signed up and they signed up for the benefits yeah you know the college and and whatnot and now they're getting fucking shot at in the middle of right a piece of land that they've never fucking heard of yeah um and, and I'm, i mean that that in and of itself makes you bitter enough to, like, just disrespect a person. Right. I'm not, like, I'm not going to lie. Um, After some of the shit I saw over there, especially with what happened to the kids in relation to, like, Taliban terrorist operations to try to take us out mm-hmm. that wound up going off on civilians, like, it's like, you know, like, really, fuck these guys. If I had a chance to piss on them, I probably would. Yeah. But that's the Taliban. That's not every is Islamic person. That's not every sure. Muslim. Um, that's just Al-Qaeda and the Taliban. Um, but if, if that had been me in that position, sorry, I'm like going on this fucking tirade. Uh, I would have owned up to it. And I would have been like, no one else knew about this other than me and the people that you see in the video and the person that took the video. Yeah. It was a spur-of-the-moment decision. I decided to do this. My superiors had nothing to do with it. My inferiors, nothing to do with it.
2: Yeah. And...
0: I will say this about the person that leaked that video. I don't know if they leaked it because they thought it was funny. Or if they thought it was unjust. If they did it because they thought it was unjust... Um, I don't think that's right because, again, like I was saying.
1: That's what the Marsak guy said, too. What? He's like, you're a traitor to our country who leaked it. On, on freaking broadcasted on all the news networks. He didn't give a fuck.
0: Yeah, and, and, and that's what I'm going to say, too, uh, personally, because it it's a different situation. It's not like I walk across the street, kill my Muslim neighbor because they're fucking Muslim and then piss on them. Right. Like, the person that recorded this and leaked it, um, like, as much as I may disagree with the action, which I really, like, am on the edge about, as much of a cuck as that may make me sound, uh, it's just, like, I don't know. You guys, you, you haven't been there.
1: Different mentality. And yeah, that that's yeah. kind of...
0: Especially with recon.
1: Right. And the person who leaked it very well knew it was unacceptable at home, but it's something that does happen over there. And obviously it was going to get a reaction. Yeah. And, and that's, that's probably
0: not the only time it's happened.
1: Oh, definitely not. And I'm not saying everything. I, I, I don't condone everything. Like I can see that type of shit. Um I've also seen things where soldiers will like act without command knowing and just fuck up like shit. They'll just shoot shit and like destroy shit. Mm-hmm. Uh tear down statues or like whatever. And um I I think that's a sense of like command doesn't have a, a foothold in a sense. I think, um, and I don't know the complete situation, obviously, but there are certain things that go on over there that shouldn't happen as far as like, I mean, especially you look into security operations like private security and things that they do is even worse because they don't have command to respond to. They can run over civilians. There was a big thing in Iraq when when civ- uh security forces ran over freaking a bunch of civilians. And then Blackwater was like in a bunch of shit. They had to change their name. Like um But there's 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 a line, I think. There's definitely well, a line.
0: Okay, but I'm also gonna say this, like I wasn't in the shit i'm I'm not even gonna com uh, like claim yeah. that I was uh, I, I would never do that i I don't have a car for those of you that don't know that's a combat action ribbon acronym I don't have that um the situation I was put in where I thought I would have to take an uh, another person's life was because I was doing uh, triage and treatment of somebody, and I thought they were going to drive off with me. And uh I thought when I was grabbing the last patient, this person was going to try to drive off with me in my in in their car. And I was like, I can survive a car accident. I can't survive being on fucking like Al Jazeera or whatever, getting my head cut off. Yeah. Um. So th- that's the situation I was put in, but um these guys from blackwater that like maybe ran over civilians Mm -hmm. or whatever uh what else was happening were they actively being attacked no they were not
1: they They were doing their patrols and people got in the way and they just floored it and ran over people it was a big thing in the media okay um they so so yeah that's that's different that, right. that is one hundred
0: percent different. Just doing yes. it for the sake of doing it, absolutely. But if if you are in a situation where you are actively being attacked and you are trying to get, I agree, to a a safe haven or a better like strategic or tactical position, yeah, and you wind up running over somebody, that's that's different because that's self preservation. It goes back to that thing that we were talking about earlier. Like self preservation is a f- <laughs> huge fucking deal, yeah. Like it's a primal thing. It's not. It, it's not like, oh, I, I'm in this situation. How's this gonna affect me three months from now when it's on CNN? It's like I need to fucking do this for
1: sure. And I yeah, I get that. Um, yeah, no, it's it's, and that's the problem is the media blurs it all to be the same thing.
0: It it does, and that that's a huge problem, for sure. Because,
1: yeah, the people that are fighting to, to survive, and then these guys that act in their own will, and you have a lot of low rank and a, a lot of the public seem to think that all the military is one and the same, and there's not, like, private first classes through, like, corporals making dumbass mistakes, because it does happen. Right, right. And, um unfortunately it gets all painted as the same thing because they should live up to the standard or whatever. And, and, um, but in, in the, the same time, the standard
0: is so hazy. R- exactly. It's, you, it's gray. When you go overseas,
1: it's gray zone. It's, yeah. it's, um,
0: I, it, it's, it's not the same. It's, it's so hazy when you go overseas and you're like actually actively, um, engaged with the local population and an enemy and the enemy's hiding amongst the local population. And you don't know who's who. And, like, I'm, I mean, when I got into country, they had us go through, a, like, a two-week training period, even within country, about, like, this is what an IED workshop looks like. This is who might be running it. You can't trust people with fertilizer, even though everyone farms out here. Yeah. Like legitimately like they fucking did that with like they do that for everyone every time they come in yeah and you're just like holy shit you know like, right what the f- well where the fuck am i
1: yeah you know yeah i'm i'm like it really does suck to see all the history we've went through like even seeing that movie midway today and and uh seeing like world war one world war two vietnam um all of these wars that we've gone through i'm actually pretty happy in the sense that in the future it's going to be more informational robotic whatever it has to be (laughs) for sure because then go ahead
0: and hit my economy that's fine
1: men don't have to die on the front lines for political purposes yeah because even in that movie they were sending men to die just to get a reaction
0: well, yeah, it was like one of the things that they said was like, oh, we want you to be spotted by the Japanese fleet so you can do this instead of this. Yeah. And it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. You want me to put 5,000 people's lives in, at at risk just so I can move over here instead of over here?
1: Yeah. Well, it's all like it's, it's with and nowadays it's like with drones, like this whole thing with Iran, we sent a drone got shot down. Big unma- Unmanned drone. Big deal. Back in the day, it could have been... A pilot. Or thousands of them to get a reaction. Right. Uh, like, it, it's so much... I don't want to say cleaner because it's still dirty, but at the same time, lives aren't being lost, and that's more important.
0: Yeah, there's, there's less life being lost. And, I, I mean, granted, it's from our side. We still drop hellfires on... Um, targets that we believe to be military targets that have civilian populations mixed in. I'm not going to pretend like that doesn't happen. But uh, uh, the loss of life is less. Yeah. We're not throwing 75,000 men at a beach and hoping something sticks. Right,
1: yeah. You know. And I think everyone can get behind that. Everyone's happy about that because... Like you, we, so there's
0: this old show back from the early 2000s. It's called Robot Wars. Did okay. you ever watch that? No. I think that's how all global conflict flicks should be resolved. Yeah? Yeah. It's literally like just tech people that build these robots and they fight them in a fucking arena. And the robots have uh, like saw blades and flamethrowers and shit on them. And yeah. yeah. Like and like whoever's the last robot standing wins and it's just a battle royale
1: why can't it just be one one of their best one of the country's best like a like a gladiator type thing it's like put forth your best combat like warrior and we'll put it in a big arena we'll throw it on pay-per-view we'll put it on like <laughs> that that's kind of savage dude. it is
0: savage but i mean like that's that's pretty
1: I don't know, dude. I'm. I'm. The, Is that more savage than sending 20 million people to a country? And no, it's not. Because um, those people want to be warriors and are like, "Hey, Gustav, you're gonna get put in this thing and you're gonna fight to the death." And he's like, "Ah!" Like if it was <laughs> WWE, but to the death. To the death. Um. Like you had your Randy Savage and your Hulk Hogan of different countries, dude. I I don't
0: know, man. Like that's. I, I see where you're going. Yeah. I really do. But to perpetuate that kind of violence on public television, I mean, like, you're talking about some really savage shit that would take place. Like, like beyond anything you could possibly comprehend. For sure. For like, sure. Like, you're talking about people, like, biting off each other's genitals and shit. Yeah. Like, I mean, like like, in all honesty, like, that's... Okay, the what kind if of it was shit that would happen? What if it was like
1: a boxing match? Where that like would be they, fine. Like you get knocked out, like they lose the boxing match, and the other government's like, ah oh, fuck. We gotta give up this piece of land.
0: Yeah, that that would be
1: fine. But I'm talking like you're talking about people paying
0: money like what you just brought up was people paying money to see like dudes literally tooth and nail and uh, I don't know if you know how savage that looks. I it, it's it's fucking brutal. I've seen the outcomes of fights like that. Yeah. And I mean like you've got people digging into each other's eyes with their fucking thumbs, you know, like like it, it it's fucking brutal. And I would not want that pub-
1: publicized on I mean, Jimmy. we're not that far off from UFC from what that is. from from Because regu- there's regulations stating that you can't do certain things. You can't grab the eyes. You- but there are people that have... I mean, there's people that have died from boxing, but UFC is even more brutal. True, um,
0: but UFC doesn't have weapons.
1: It's true, but... Uh, yeah. Like, you throw yeah, yeah, two yeah.
0: guys into a re- arena, and we're like each one of you gets an automatic weapon, a bayonet, brass knuckles, and... Whatever else you can find
1: but the thing is like the Romans did it so meaning that at one point in time people paid to see that for entertainment
0: yes does that mean it's right It
1: doesn't mean it's right but I think it's better than sending fleets of
0: okay but they did it for strict entertainment they didn't do it for just like right conflict resolution right? all I'm saying
1: is I would rather one guy die brutally than millions. Of people dying,
0: and I can see that. Like the the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Yeah. Like I I I completely understand that, and to an extent, I agree. Yeah. And I, with what you're suggesting, I'm okay with it, as long as it's not televised.
2: Okay. Okay.
0: Because no one needs to watch their family member die in that fashion. Yeah. Like, you and I, I mean, we're both drunk right now. You're definitely stronger than me. You're younger than me. You're faster than me. But you don't know what I know.
2: Right.
1: For sure not.
0: And if you and I went head to head right now, I may not come out on top, but you'd be mangled for life. Yeah. And vice versa. Right. Yeah, and no one needs to watch
1: that for sure. Definitely not. No,
0: like if if you've watched Saving Private Ryan, mm-hmm. I think the most brutal scene out of that entire movie is when those two guys are in a hand-to-hand fight. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know in, what you're in that about. room, yeah, and they're like rolling around, and they're like, they're literally both of them are fighting for their lives. Yeah, and that one guy bites that other guy's hand to the point where it draws blood. Yeah, imagine that, but like fifty times worse, because that's w- literally what you're talking about in a hand to hand fight. For like, sure, for, to the death. Yeah, like you're talking about somebody like biting someone's nose off their face.
1: And I would, I actually would agree with you as far as as that goes. Um, even I mean, I just brought it up for an entertainment type <sighs> thing, but. No. The yeah. sad thing is people would pay for that. No, and, and it, it sucks.
0: It, yeah, and it's cuz we're desensitized to it. Like we have so many movies out there that have like these like graphics and stuff that are like that. Like I mean even The Walking Dead
1: if you go and look at that, like and true, intestines and all that being ripped out. And, yeah,
0: and and that's just on like fucking cable TV. Standard cable television. Yeah. Uh, but to, uh, and people want to be able to disassociate that from it actually happening to a real person. For sure. Yeah.
2: And yeah. And that, yeah.
0: that is like, that's the thing I have a problem with because, like, I've dealt with people with their intestines hanging out. Yeah. I've, I've dealt with people with, like, femur fractures from a bomb blast. I've dealt with children that are missing parts of their body. Yeah. And, um, to like actively watch that happen to another person, I think is completely wrong for the yeah. sake of entertainment.
1: Did you ever watch Gamer, the, the movie? No. It was basically like they would put guys in, uh, they would basically put these things on people's heads and then you would pay a membership. These It's well into the future, but you could control them like a video game and it was it was real war. So they would like control guys with controllers. Um, but it really? was really rich people like, and they were prisoners. They were like people that did bad shit. Um But it was all like playing, it was like playing Battlefield, but imagine that being a real person and you're controlling it. That was what Gamer was about. Okay. Very weird movie. It was very similar to Idiocracy in like the style of movie it was. Okay. Um but yeah no, there's a desensitization i and i I see that now like back in the day, like I would argue like completely against that, but I see like like you said, call of duty is a recruiting tool, oh yeah, and um yeah, if you desensitize a public, it's really easy to turn them into soldiers if you need to, right, so
0: right, absolutely, and um. I'm sure that's happening to a degree. But there's still plenty of people out there that play Call of Duty that on a personal level, they wouldn't be willing to rip a guy's guts out of his fucking
2: stomach. Yeah, for if sure. If needed. Yeah.
0: Um, I, I mean, you have to go to a fucking... Primal. Yeah, you have to go to a dark place for that. Yeah. And... I've been there like I'm like okay well I've been there mentally I didn't have to act on it thank god yeah because I'd probably be fucked up right now yeah but um you have these people that are like oh dude I'm like the best person at call of duty I'm like number one squad leader in the world or whatever and it's like who gives a shit? Yeah. You know, if it came down to actually doing that to a fellow human being, are you able to carry it out? Probably not. And that's good. Yeah. That's good. That's like uh, we were talking about in the previous podcast, a a sense of community. That's what community is about. Not looking at your fellow man and just seeing resources and taking their life. Right. You know, like. Yeah. But sometimes that's necessary and a, there is some desensitization that happens through these video games but i don't think it's to the that 100% that degree
1: yeah that i think movies probably play even more into it yeah. cuz it's more graphic yeah and it's way more realistic yeah i've yeah. seen some movies that are like like uh, compared to if you watch like a f- 60s or 70s horror film versus now like saw yeah completely different like
0: even the first saw that was what like probably
1: early 2000s yeah 2004 or 5
0: close to 10 maybe 15 years ago yeah uh you're 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 sitting there and you're like you watch that guy cut off his leg and you're like holy shit you know that's nothing nowadays right um as far as graphicness or real, realism even.
1: What do you think it'll be in fifty years from now?
0: I don't want to.
1: I don't want to either, but we're gonna live to it.
0: Maybe. Maybe, but even you, thirty years,
1: thirty years from you, now even. You
0: have a better chance of living to
1: fifty years than I do. Even thirty years from now. I mean I think I think it's gonna get way worse. And the problem is it gets normalized. It gets normalized as being way worse. Like, at what point do we draw the line and we say, this is a little too much? I, I don't think we ever do.
0: No. No, and that's that. That's one thing about humans is, like, we continually push that line. Yeah. Right? So, um, alcohol, right? Like, how much is too much versus how much is just enough, you know? Obviously, the right amount is zero. Yeah. Like, as far as keeping your cogn- cognitive abilities about you. Yeah. But, um. like...
1: In the end, I mean, it's the poison. State,
0: it is. Uh, but the state dictates how much poison you're allowed to take in, right? Right, yeah. Like, you and I both, right now, we'd be fucking gelled. Yeah without question if we tried to
1: drive oh dude i could drive right now i just can't get caught (laughs) (laughs) but yeah no i agree with you we would be jailed big time like um without question
0: yeah and that's i guess that's the difference between you and me i have fucking integrity um (laughs)
1: <laughs> no, there have been times where I look back and I'm like, I shouldn't have drove then. Like, And there have been times where I've sped and acted like a jackass, and I'm like, I'm grateful I don't have a DUI.
2: 100%. So,
0: so I can look back on my life and say, thankfully, that there's nothing like that in my past.
2: That's good. That's good.
0: Um, Most of that's because I've had Liz. Like, if I've gotten too drunk... Liz will take me home. Yeah. Regardless of what's going on, like, she'll she'll make sure I get home safe. Yeah. Um, the other parts, even if I, like, was super uncomfortable, I just stayed at the place. Right. Uh, and part of that's the military. The military does this stupid fucking thing every weekend where they treat you... Tr- treat you like a child and you, you have to do this like safety speech every fucking Friday at the end of your shift and it's like if you drink don't drive if you drive don't drink and they treat you like a fucking kid and you know the repercussions if you get caught yeah so so that's like a big that's a big part of why I haven't pushed that line that makes sense um, but the other part, like now in my civilian life, is Liz. Like, yeah, I know that if we go somewhere, um, Liz is a lightweight. She's gonna control what she takes in because she knows she's a lightweight, and I can get fucking tanked, and she'll make sure we get back okay. Yeah, even if it means staying at the place next to an extra night. An extra hour or two.
1: Now, does it fascinate you at all? Like, the difference between your generation and my generation is the amount of alcohol has gone up by about 40% intake. Really? So, does that, like, like, shock you at all? Like, you supposedly drink 40% more than I do? My generation. Okay. More more susceptible of dying of alcoholism by a high percentage. Um, the, population control. Very well could be. Very well, could be, and then what's the next generation? Because we all learn from the previous generation. Like, the idea of a drunk from forty years ago is completely different from now. Oh,
0: I'd be considered a fucking drunk alcoholic son of a bitch right now. Yeah,
1: back in the day. But how many people? How many homeless people do you see that go buy a box of wine and get fucked up? Like, get fucked up, blackout drunk. I don't think it was blackout drunk even a thing like forty, fifty years ago. I. Yeah, uh, probably. Just tolerance was probably different. Well, no, I wouldn't even say tolerance is
0: different because tolerance builds based off of your ability, like your interaction with the substance, right? Yeah. Um, if you lift a hundred and thirty-five pounds bench press today, which isn't that much, it'd be a lot for me nowadays because I'm a fat fuck and out of shape.
1: I couldn't even do. I I tried two twenty-five. I had struggles with. It made me depressed.
0: But anyway, what what I'm saying is like you do 135 today. You go back and do 135 tomorrow. It's going to be a little easier. Yeah. The next day, the next day. So tolerance is something that builds. True. Um uh I I think the qualification for alcoholism has changed. And the repercussions for it have changed, and like where that legal definition,
1: yeah,
0: um, is has changed over the years.
1: And yeah, tolerance hasn't changed. That's an individual thing. Yeah, I mean mean, that makes sense. Um, Same thing with weed, right? I mean, back in the seventies, it was like two percent THC, and now we're bumping over thirty percent. And it's causing... Some people can get schizophrenic reactions from it. They can turn straight up schizophrenic. So... Um, well,
0: if that's the case, I don't know if I'll ever try it.
1: Well, that's why I suggest trying trim, because that's under 10%. And that's, that's not going to send you into a schizophrenic episode. Anything like... If you did an edible, that's why they say don't do edibles. That can send people into schizophrenic oh. episodes. Oh, so get this, okay?
0: speaking of edibles uh this last week i was in the er um, oh yeah for my clinical rotation uh i had a patient of mine very very overweight mm-hmm. extremely obese morbidly obese uh has chronic pain issues uh came to the er because of a fall Ground level fall. Yep, which is basically you standing on your feet and hitting the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, broke both sides of the rib cage in various different spots. Uh, and we were trying to get a health history out of them, and they weren't completely honest with us uh, when we transferred them up to the orthopedic unit. Uh, their, their daughter finally got there and they were like, oh yeah, they take edibles for chronic pain. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, that would have been good to know before mm-hmm. we rammed them with Dilaudid for the pain that they had Yeah, coming in because of the broken ribs. But, um, yeah, like that, it, it's almost guaranteed that this person fell because they were on edibles. Yeah. They were trying to get out of bed. They fell and they broke both of their ribs. Right. Like both sides of their rib cage. And that's because, almost guaranteed because of the edibles. I've got nothing against uh, marijuana usage, recreationally or medically. Nothing against it. But you you have to fucking know your limits. You know, like if, if... if you're a chronic pain patient and you're taking – you're already taking oxycodone or whatever for your pain daily, like yeah. you have it prescribed every four to six hours or whatever, and then you decide to double that up on cannabis, any injury that happens from that then on out, that's you, –
1: it's your fault. Right, and I think cannabis mixes badly with other things because – from my experience, from what I've seen, things that they mix with crossfading, right? Alcohol and cannabis makes the effects much more drastic. So, I mean, if you imagine cannabis uh, makes you more, let, let's say it makes you 10 times more aware of what's going on. Let's okay. say you take 10 drinks, and like right now, if I smoked weed, it would make the drunkenness feel like I took. Three or four times as many drinks as I had right now. Yeah. I would feel my liver hurting. I'd feel like my insides, like this isn't right. And just feel like it's more, it brings you more present to what is in your body and uh, it can fuck you up if you're mixing it with other things.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And this person's like, like I said, this patient, they're, they're, uh, they were brought in for the broken ribs cause I was in the ER, Yeah. but Overall they have chronic pain issues, probably because of their obesity, let's be honest. Um the and then they mixed whatever pain meds they were taking, which are probably opiates. Yep. Uh with this cannabis.
1: Which are mixing an upper and a
0: downer. And um yeah, I mean they they fell, they hurt themselves and that's the end of it. I mean,
1: I want to preface this. I don't smoke weed. I only drink alcohol and I only get fucked up on alcohol because that's better. And <laughs> <laughs> I want every police department to know that in case you're trying to hire me. Uh, uh, that's yeah. all.
0: Yeah, and uh, fair enough. I mean, the the really unfortunate thing about alcohol is, first of all, it's legal, and it's the only thing that's legal here anyway. Yeah. Um, but the calorie intake with it, yeah, the caloric intake is just fucking horrible.
1: That comes with cannabis too. It's just you smoke that and you eat everything. Really? Yeah. It's it for people with anorexia, interact- but I had kind of the opposite effect when well, I did do that.
0: my uncle died from a brain tumor. He had, like, a really, really bad brain tumor, and they put him on um, basically pills, but they were, like, just THC.
1: Tetrahydrocannabinol.
0: Yeah, and uh, that was because the chemo meds made him anorexic.
1: So, he, yeah, he needed to eat.
0: Yeah. So they, they basically put him on marijuana so he would continue to eat
1: it's a good way to do it
0: but in the end it just turned in it, it was just really bad in the end i mean he he wasted away into nothing anyway and yeah. uh became kind of like blind and couldn't control his like faculties anymore and yeah i mean cancer's a hell of a way to go for um, sure especially
1: the treatment for it
0: yeah, and, and that's why I'm a huge proponent of—Oregon's um, the only state that I know of that allows it, but it's, like, uh, basically physician-assisted suicide. Like, okay, we're going to give you these meds, yeah. and you're going to take them in this order if you feel like you can't take it anymore. Okay. Um, and they only do it for terminally ill people, like my uncle— yeah. Uh but it, it's just like I I am a big proponent of that because what I watched him go through um even on the THC supplements or whatever like it it, it was just sad. Yep. Like he lived about 6 or 7 months longer than he should have.
1: Right. To be honest. Um I don't know what you would do in that situation like I that's if if they came up to me and were like, you have two years to live, we can put you on chemo, you have a 10% chance success rate. I'd probably decline it, move to Colorado, smoke weed, and just try to live my happiest life. Yeah. I uh, Me personally, and I know everyone's different. Everyone has different situations, but me personally, right. I don't want to put myself through. I don't want to put my family through the medical, like, loops and loops and loops.
0: Right, right, and... So if that were me. Yeah. If they could look me straight in the face and be like, you have a year and a half to two years. Uh Uh-huh. Without treatment. Sorry. Um, Without treatment to live. Uh, And like with treatment, you have two to two and a half years or three years. Yeah. Knowing what my uncle went through. Uh, d- and depending on the type of cancer, like if it's caught early, what stage it's in, like, cause I know a lot more about it now than I did then.
1: Yeah. Like stage three prostate cancer or something.
0: Stage three. Um, I'd say take my prostate out. Let me live my life. Uh, if it was like stage one or stage two, I'd be like, okay, we're going to fight it. Because uh, the different stages denote how far it's progressed. Yeah. And people kind of intuitively know that just based off of like, oh, the higher number is worse. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, it really denotes how far it's spread. So like when somebody gets cancer, um, if it's primary, they look at it and it's like, okay, we caught it. At its original source, okay. okay. Um, but a lot of people don't usually get their cancer caught unless it's prostate, testicular, ovarian, whatever. At, at, at that point, like they'll, like if it's one of those aforementioned, uh, they'll catch it earlier usually. But like, say, lung cancer is usually secondary to something else. Like you have some other sort of cancer that metastasized and moved to your lungs. Okay. Unless you're a smoker or, you know, like stuff like that. Um, so it, it really depends if they're like, okay, well... Uh, and and there's a different rating system too. Like people don't know... Like it's not just like stage one, stage two, stage four cancer. It's... Uh, You have, like, how many lymph nodes are involved, if it's metastasized or not, and, like, you know, there's a whole, like, progression to it. And depending on where I was on that chart is whether or not I would choose treatment. Yeah. Uh, The further I am on that chart, the less I'm willing to take treatment. Right. And the more I'd be, like, you know what? Give me something to make me comfortable. I'm going to go do what I want to do. Right.
1: That's the thing. I, I don't I'm going to rack
0: up hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt. I'm going to divorce my wife so she doesn't. she's not responsible for it. Yeah. I'm going to continue to live with her. Right. And I'm going to fucking just do what I want to do. And when I die, guess what? You just eat the fucking debt.
1: Take a black card out and just go. Yeah. Exactly. No, that's a good way. Like, the smart move, actually. Um, I couldn't deal with the chemo, personally. And for those of you out there going through it, maybe you're going through it. Like You're a warrior, man. You've made a choice to fight and keep fighting. Uh, I'm not as strong as you.
0: You're, like, seriously, I've seen people on chemo. Like I said, my uncle. um, Yeah. Plus several patients throughout the years. And you're all warriors yeah like based off of my knowledge that i have now like i said it would depend on where i'm at on your tmn chart and for those of you that have cancer you know what that means um but based off of where i'm at on that that's where that's how i'm going to choose my treatment and whether or not i choose to fight versus whether or not i choose to not fight but those of you that are fighting, you're fucking warriors. And, like, more power to you, man. Um, I hope you get better. Because I've seen it. Like, I've seen what it does to somebody in the very end, and it fucking sucks. And yeah. I, I really hope you pull through it. Yeah, me too. Also, it depends on age as well. For sure. Like, um, my uncle got diagnosed. Uh, I'm almost the age... He was when he got diagnosed. Like. Yeah. Like legitimately. Um, So. Like. Me now. I'd probably fight. Uh, But if I were like 70. Fuck it.
1: Yeah. You know. I think my grandma was in her 60s when she pulled the plug on. On kidney disease. Just said, fuck it. Yeah. She was like, I'm done with this. My dad's in his late fifties now. He has two transplants. He has a virus right now. Really? Yeah. He keeps fighting, but man, I, I don't think he can do it much longer. What What virus does he have? That's a good question. I'll have to get back to you on that. It's just like, and that sounds um, like insensitive of me, but no, it... he's, he's probably had over 150 surgeries in the past six years
0: it's it's really not insensitive of you it's um
1: it's so much to keep track of
0: it, It's a lot and you're his kid and it's stressful um
1: I don't know if it's stressful as much as it's just tiring of hearing about a surgery he got and they fucked up, so they have to do another surgery so so it's
0: it, in in and of itself though that's stress yeah anything that's added onto your life that you're not expecting. Yeah. is stress. That's true. Um and you know, I don't know your relationship with your dad. I've only seen you interact with each other a couple of times, but I I'm assuming you care about each other and uh I mean it it, it is stressful. Um yeah. and and you probably do like genuinely at some level. I I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong, but care about him yeah. and his health and his ability to continue living but yeah like you said over a hundred surgeries for this one issue it's hard to keep track of and yeah no one's expecting you to keep track of that they're expecting you to keep track of your father right right yeah um You say he has a virus right now. It's not your responsibility to know that, what it is. It's your responsibility just to be a good kid. Um, It's the doctor's responsibility and the nurse's responsibility to know what virus he's dealing with and treat it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and it's, uh, I don't know, dude. It's just an ongoing thing constantly. He knows what he needs to do to get healthy, and he doesn't do it. And that's what I'm frustrated with. So Yeah, so you're
0: kind of getting a little fed up with Because
1: I'm big on nutrition and fitness, and I know what he needs to do with nutritionally. And unfortunately, there's no hard-hitting out of all the fucking things that have happened. For some reason, he does not understand that eating sugar in the morning is not okay. Eating Tootsie Rolls and crackers and candies is not going to uh, make his blood pressure go down right right and um well i mean
0: that kind of comes back to the old adage of you can lead a horse to water but you can't make him drink sort of a thing for right? sure but
1: then i have my mom who's the propaganda expert of just constantly telling me this stuff right and i think that's where the stress comes from okay i think it's more so like because he's more like just like oh i'm here like cool yeah this is happening whatever and I guess that's how I more cope with things. But when I have her, like, do you understand that how serious this is? How blah, 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 and blah, And it's blah, blah, like, blah.
0: yes, I understand,
1: but what can I do? Yeah, I can't do anything. Right. I literally can't do anything about it. And yeah. she just wants somebody to, like, yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it does no good to anyone. It stresses right. him right. out. It stresses me out. And she's doing it to, like, dump her stress she's gained on herself onto other people right and that's where
0: your mom and my mom are alike
1: yeah it's it's uh you know i can cope with it to a certain extent it helps that i live hundreds of miles away (laughs) um true sucks for my dad i mean we never had the biggest relationship but at the same time like
0: well you kind of said when you were younger he was kind of a dick right like kind of yeah like his the, dad was
1: in the army his dad very, was very, very
0: like authoritarian
1: his dad was a nur- or his dad was in the army his mom was a nurse and they were both hard asses um and that's just kind of how his his culture grew up my mom was raised by a marine and a social worker so um very hard ass background. well
0: my wife's a social worker and she's the furthest thing from hard ass. So,
1: yeah, it, it, I wouldn't say my grandma was a hard ass. She was just, uh, she was very set in her ways and she was just kind of, I don't know, it's hard to explain her. I don't know her that well as far as like outside of being my grandma, I guess. Right. Um,
0: yeah, when, I mean, like when you're a kid, and your grandparents or your grandparents, your parents are your parents, you don't have much other perspective right and if your grandparents don't live into your adulthood then you just always kind of remember them as well she was a first
1: gen first gen immigrant from england so uh she was very proper and like very traditional when it came to like punishment i mean my parents were treated like shit growing up so they did the best they could do i think and um I don't know. It just is what it is, I guess. Like I'm, I'm not sitting here completely concerned about it. Cause I mean, it's the cycle of life, right? Like right. your parents are going to die regardless. Right. Right. And it's just preparing. It's, it's making sure that you've done enough for them and they've done enough for you that you can be like, okay, it's, it's fine if it does happen. Cause at this point, like I want my dad to be alive. I want him to be happy. But at the same time, if, if he's not happy, like I don't want him to suffer through bullshit. Right. Just for me to feel like some sense of like comfort for him being here or whatever. Right, right. Um that's selfish of me, I think. Fuck, I don't even know how I got down this rabbit hole.
0: That's all right. Go. All right. So what um, you just heard was me saying go cuz yeah. we took a bit of a break. But Yeah,
1: and we'll switch to something a little more a little more serious uh you know my dick's more my, more my dick,
0: serious than cancer huh
1: my dick is uh like how i like my women it's a strong 6 uh be <laughs> <you> going any- <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay i uh, i respect
1: that you know i i
0: respect that a, a nice um, strong like solid 6 huh
1: a strong six, and that's how I like my women, because if you go with, like, seven or above, it's too much maintenance. You think? I think, okay, so seven seven and eight is fine, nine and ten, and that's such a stupid scale, but for the sake of this, a nine and a ten, they think they're the shit, so you have to, like, play into certain things, and you have to be it. D- it's fucking dumb, dude. It's fucking dumb. That, oh, that whole scale, right? Like... Tens, quote unquote. Let me rephrase it. Insecure bitches, biaches. Nines are pretty damn damn close as well. So, and it's subjective. Like that's that's it, a subjective it, it, scale. It,
0: it, first of all, it is subjective, and second of all, w- what kind of ten are you looking for? Like,
2: like if you're looking
0: for a physical ten versus a. N- intellectual Ah. 10
2: right oh yeah
1: for sure like overall 10 is going to be whoever you end up with like but i'm talking just physical 10 if you're looking at physical 10s like all these instagram models or the most shallow
0: no uh, so a physical 10 for me Stoya. yeah
1: Yeah. okay
0: i got that in my head period you know who that is by now yeah if you don't look her up Wonderful, wonderful pornographic actress. Mm-hmm. Absolutely wonderful. Yeah. Uh, behind her, I'd put Amber Han. Not physical ten. Yes. Um. Who's
1: that? Oh, hold on. Is she a pornographic star? Because I'm not looking at that shit right now. Yes. I'm not looking at that. Shit. Why? Because I'm I'm NNN. Oh fuck you. Okay, go ahead and pull it up. I'm just not gonna look. Seriously, you're not going to look at her? I swear, dude. And I'll tell you why. I'll give you a good explanation why, too. NNN, huh? Yep. No, not November. I'm Jesus almost done. Jesus
0: Christ. I, I fucking hate you right now. <laughs> I really do. I genuinely I like... I promise I'm dif- you.
1: I'm fucking disgusted, dude. It's harder than uh, Sober October was. I can promise you that much right now.
0: Uh, I'm I'm fucking disgusted
1: to be in the same room as you. Yeah. Like this is fine. I don't mind this. I just don't want to get like dicks in the ass pictures. Well, this I think safe search is still on because D- And this is dis- fine. Like we haven't
0: disabled it yet. But so I'm just not There's the at- back end.
1: Okay. Yeah, she no, she looks nice. And there's the front end. She's got a nice librarian look to her. Yes.
0: Yes. So uh here's a decent uh There you go. Decent gif. Oh, yeah. She's attractive. Yeah. So, she's a physical 10. Yeah. But, like, if I were to get her versus Stoya, I'd probably go with Stoya. hmm Because Stoya has, like, this um, personality about her that yeah. I'm more attracted to than just her physical looks. Okay. That's fair. But, yeah. So, I mean... But... If I were going
1: straight for physical looks, Amber Hahn would be my go-to. Oh, she's got a nice butt, too. I'm looking at that top right. Oh, bottom right now. Oh, this? Yeah. Yeah. she got a nice behind. I'll say that. Yeah. So,
0: your NNN thing? Yeah. Fucking bullshit, first, first of all. Go ahead and say it all you I, want. I'm going to. I'm going to fucking rag on you for the rest of the month for that. Yeah. Um. And you know I will. That's fine. can. I I know you're fine with that, but I'm still going to, like, I'm going to fucking light you up every chance I get over it. You
1: can. You can even tell people in public, I don't give a fuck, dude. I mean, how does that make you feel? That? Yeah. She's definitely attractive. Um, Does that make you want to break in and in? No. No? No. Because since doing it, my social confidence with talking to women has gone up so much. So much, dude. You asshole. <laughs> you dick. Okay, <laughs> she has titties, that's great. She's got a great personality too, I'm sure.
0: Uh I'm not
1: so sure about that. Yeah? Yeah. I still don't want to break
0: oh I'm gonna break you mm. we're gonna end this podcast I'm gonna fucking break you you're gonna be like dude I need a few minutes in my room alone
1: no dude I'm good it's been over November by the way since I last jerked off so yeah just, dude see like that's not attractive to me that just makes me feel bad for her what about this Mm, not no I mean look at that it's not attractive to me dude that's
0: unfortunate.
1: Yeah, it's just not like I thought I thought she looked better with clothes on. I'm not even kidding. Like that like fucking tease. Really? Oh yeah, dude. For sure. So like this doesn't more for you. See, I haven't jerked off in over damn near 25 days. Not not getting hard. I'm going to keep going. It, you can keep going all you want. You could get a girl naked in front of me right now, and that'd probably do it. But the pictures? No? No, dude. I'm just not. I, I'm going to run the
0: gamut here with you, dude. Riley still. Do you like brunettes or redheads?
1: All. Oh, all of the above. All of them? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Nothing?
1: No. You fucking cuck. Call me with that all you want, dude. Freaking Shelby at the coffee shop complimented my arms today, so... It's
0: true. She did. I don't think that has anything to do with no no- November. You'd though. be
1: surprised. And I'll give you a scientific explanation. You like science? Sure. I like o- science.
0: Obviously, I like science.
1: We develop neuropathical, log- neuropathical pathway, neurological pathways in our fucking brains, and we become wired to pornography. Over time, that bandwidth widens and widens and widens to the point that dopamine and it's not all pornography like i'm not saying in the sense that like back in the day if you looked at a a nudie mag different than what it is now nowadays you can watch a porn video scroll down a little bit and be like oh i want to see this now boop oh now i want to see this one boop and we create such dopamine releases that we don't give a fuck about uh that's great (laughs) uh we don't give a shit about actual interactions anymore yeah yeah we don't no
0: not even this interaction nope (laughs) sorry i'm being a fucking asshole dude um
1: (laughs) the second But,
0: but really how much do you think um shelby complimenting your arms has
1: to do with you not jerking off uh, because it become it, it comes from self confidence. It comes from the ability to create dopamine reactions from little things that people say rather than being having these constant dopamine hits and increasing your tolerance to the point where little things don't fucking matter anymore. So now that I've been without it so long, I have more confidence in myself to like not shy away from conversation about pretty much anything. I mean I, I I, I guess it's hard to explain. I've just felt the energy shift. I felt the fucking energy shift. More women have started talking to me, not even me taking initiative. Just started. Hmm. Um, And, uh, well,
0: in a few months, I'm going to run an experiment. Okay. I'm going to continue to do me. Mm-hmm. And, so I'm not like,
1: I'm not no okay, when I say no not November, no not myself November. If I get laid in November, different. Okay. Um so I I'm gonna put
0: preface this uh by saying my wife and I don't sleep with each other a lot. Mm-hmm. Um She's got something going on where like she's just not fucking interested in it and i think part of that's her birth control. Okay. Um second of all, um on top of that, i don't masturbate that much. Yeah. Uh so i'm going to run an experiment where i'm going to just kind of keep doing what i'm doing. Okay. I'm living my life and uh when i get out of this school chaos and I start hitting the gym again regularly. Yep. Uh, we'll see if I get complimented. Okay. On the same frequency, like the same amount. The, the uh, scientifically, I'll put it this way. I think you're thinking about the pheromones of it.
1: The pheromones. Okay. So the pheromones, but also, um, androgen receptors are taken up when you have this much. So when you jerk off a lot, it doesn't decrease the amount of testosterone that is produced, but it does decrease the amount of testosterone that can be processed in the body because it's processed through uh, androgen gland or androgen receptors. And when those are taken up, you can't process as much testosterone. So I'll say you stop jerking off and, and watching porn just for a little bit, just for like a month, two months, Your voice gets deeper. You become more confident. Your muscle mass is retained more. You just fucking feel better. I don't know, dude. Like, I'm not, I'm no saint, but like I said, I was going to give up drinking a month. Did it. Set up NNN, not a big deal to me. It's a month out of the year. If I want to do it afterwards, fucking fine. I don't have that need right now. The first two weeks sucked, but after that. Well, you didn't even
0: officially announce that you were doing NNN.
1: Nope. It was just kind of an experiment because I didn't want to announce it and fail because I thought it would be harder than Sober October. Okay. And you've said that it is. Kind of is. Kind of was. Now it's like now I see. Now I see how I get treated differently because the first inclination of me looking at a woman isn't about sex. And I think they pick up on that.
0: See, I I think I've just been in a relationship so long that that's not what it's about for me either.
1: But it's like not even I'm not if that dri- makes any sense. No, that makes sense, but I'm not driven by sex in the sense that. See,
0: I'm at a point in my life where I'm driven by procreation mostly. I think, like, I'm yeah. at a point where, like, I want kids. Yeah. Like, I I have this un like. It, it's an unrelatable desire to me like if i were me talking to me 5 years ago i would think i was crazy but yeah. like now i want kids i want kids and like i just have this drive to have children and it like i want i want kids for a number of reasons but a large part of it i think is biological like i like i just like there's that biological drive. I want to procreate. I want my yeah. I want my children.
1: I want to have kids too. I I do. I like within yeah. the next four years. I would like to.
0: Yeah, but I mean, like for for you, it, what I'm saying is, um, so like I've always kind of wanted kids, but but now it's like a, I, for lack of a better term in my brain, I need children. Yeah. Like that are my own children. For sure. Uh,
1: Well, I think it strengthens the relationship too, right? Because it branches out into new territory. It's not just about you and Liz anymore. It's about the little ones. Right. And that creates a new dynamic of shifting focus and having something new, refreshing to bring to the table. right?
0: And um, it's frustrating for me because like, Liz waffles back and forth on this, like, weekly. Yeah. She's like, I want them, I don't want them. I want them, I think I might be a bad mom. Uh, I want them, I think I'll fuck them up. You know, like, and it's it's just like, you know, nothing's ever going to be perfect. Like, the stars aren't going to be perfectly aligned for us to have kids. Yeah. You know, regardless of the amount of preparation we do... it's one of those things that's like shit or get off the pot rockstar yeah you know like you you either have to pull the trigger or not and luckily liz and i have been um intelligent enough in our relationship and as people to not have an unplanned pregnancy yeah but uh, and there's a lot of people out there that do, and they love their kids the, just the same. Yeah. But it's, it's, uh, you know, like we, we haven't left it up to fate and yeah. I'm kind of like at a point where it's like, okay, well we need to do this. Like I want I I want a kid. I want to like just one kid, you know, I don't want like a fucking litter or anything, but yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, I get you. Yeah.
1: I understand that.
0: And if you talk to me like five years ago, I'd be like, yeah, in the future I can see myself having kids. Kind of about the age you are right now. You're uh, like, okay, yeah, I want kids within this amount of time. Yeah. But now I'm like at that time. And I'm like, it's, it's weird because it's like, it's not just a like oh i want a kid that like i can teach and and stuff it it it's a, it's like a primal biological like i need to have a child yeah at this point so it it it's kind of a difference it changes over time for sure yeah um and i mean that's just the biological component of it like why why do we exist? If you look at it from a scientific standpoint, we exist to continue existing mm-hmm. <laughs> literally like that's that's why. yeah so um I, I'm kind of I think at that point in in my biological clock where it's like, well, you need to you need to pass on what you have to the next thing in line. yeah, so.
1: No, I get that. I understand a little bit, I guess. Not truly. I still got a lot to go. A lot of life to lot of life to go. Not saying you don't. That sounds like a backhanded of compliment. I still got a That's lot right. of life on my end of the of the rope. That's no.
0: alright, dude. I could die tomorrow. It'd be fine. No, we're
1: only like five years difference. Yeah, but five. I six mean years.
0: like realistically I could die tomorrow after that guy almost hit me today.
1: I could almost die, too. I, I mean, I could die. We're so vulnerable. I heard somebody talking about that, too. We really are vulnerable all of the time. We drive in these metal things on the highway 60 miles an hour. We fly in the fucking air in a metal tube. Like, we're vulnerable quite often. It's amazing that we live to, like, 80 or 90. Like, really. That's, it's It's kind of fucking crazy.
0: Right, right. Yeah, and yeah I mean uh kind of like that Jonas brother cat said during the Midway movie today, like you can be taken out by anything, so why worry about it?
1: It's true, <laughs> um, it's true,
0: but yeah i'm i we are uh and i I think um, just for some reason, biologically, my body's become more aware of that, yeah since i i like since i've gotten older and it's like i i need to do something about this like I, oh
1: i get you do i think that's in every man
0: like and woman for the most part i mean for like, sure biologically
1: a, we want to procreate like
0: yeah and i think i've hit that point is what i'm saying
1: i think most men would procreate with a lot of women if they had the financial means to do it Like, I see a lot of people that get out of law school and retire and then go around the world and have, like, seven wives in different countries and have the money to support them all. But biologically, like, it's really weird because it's instinctual, and people argue with me on this, but it's instinctual that if you have sex with a woman... If you have sex with a woman and you ejaculate, the sense of bond has released a lot of the time for the man, but the woman hangs on to it a lot more, like right. the woman through pheromones become much more attached than men do right and uh that's just one of those things i'm still I'm still a traditionalist I still want to have one wife, and I don't want somebody porking my wife per-
0: um well i I think so. You, you say it's traditionalist. I think it comes down to something even like more primal than that. Yeah. Uh, and, and women aren't property. I'm going to say that right now. They're not. They're their own beings. They have their own minds. But um, from a primal...
1: They can drive.
0: Yeah. Uh, from a primal <laughs> sense, like a biological primate stance... that's my territory. Yeah. That like, I think that's what it comes back to is like from a primitive sense, it's like, okay, that's my territory. Yeah. You don't fuck with my territory. Right. Right. So, um, the, the whole like traditional quote unquote traditionalist, like, uh, one man, one woman marriage, sort
1: of deal, I think really just goes back to that. That, and I think there's something to be said with the mental willpower of staying with one person to learn from that person and to become a p- stronger person yourself. Yeah. Because people want to have this and whatever you want to do, like this polyamorous relationship, I, open relationships, whatever to me that's a sense of not wanting to commit to something. Okay. And um, like I get it. Everyone ha- has these fantasies and that's primarily the whole cause behind NNN for me is that we're painted with these fallacies that aren't real life. Uh, these fantasies get put in our head by those means and that that's something that, um, I don't know, dude. I just feel like a relationship with one person is what's for me, and uh, that's what I only want to be consumed by. I don't want to have this idea that I need to sleep around with a hundred chicks to be happy, because it doesn't make you happy. No, it doesn't. When I slept with, I've only slept with one chick. You know what I was thinking when I was freaking slamming her? I w- I'm not even kidding you. I was thinking about going to Beto's after. <laughs> 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 I'm not even kidding you. That's what I was thinking about. Good for you. Probably. I was dr- also drunk and high at the same time, so it's not a good, not not a good thing. No, I was just drunk. Actually, I, d- I don't get high. Um, no,
0: he does not. But at he the never same time,
1: at, at the same well, I have, but it's several years ago. It's very stupid. I didn't inhale. Um, <laughs> but it's just a brownie. It, it's not something that I like brag about but at the same time it was like I had no emotional connection to that person
0: yeah yeah and the the first time uh Liz and I slept together I was like uh I was kind of um I wasn't like directly coming off of a long-term relationship but I I I was I'd been out of a long-term relationship for a few months and I was just like like, am I like, is this what I want? Yeah. I, I don't know if like, I, I'm not sure if this is what I want. And I was like super questioning of it and like very, like, I mean, I went through with it because it's like, I mean, I was fucking 20 and yeah, why not? For sure. Uh, but, um, I, my the whole time in my mind i was like okay wait a minute like is this is this the correct thing
1: i think that's primal too i think um, that's instinctual yeah like during that's what you were thinking yeah i think that's instinctual too because like as a man when you ejaculate it's kind of like pledging yourself in a way in like prime like deep in our fucking heads that's one of the things that's goes through your mind. Right. I think it's natural a hundred percent to think that because like if you come in this person, you could reproduce and that sends you into a whole nother thing. Yeah. But I was
0: wearing a condom.
1: I was too. Yeah. But I I still think it's like something psychological.
0: Yeah. No. And I can see where you're coming from with that. But like I am coming. You see where I see what I did there? No. Uh, but oh, you can see where. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, it it, it it was a big dilemma for me. I was going, I I was going through like this weird, um, pseudo spiritual like revolution within myself yeah. where I had like really recently rededicated myself to like this whole Christian ideal and. I I don't know. I was like just super conflicted about it, but Liz like it seems like what she wanted to do, and um, and then a few weeks after that, she told me she loved me, and I was like, I can't reciprocate that. Yeah, and I flat out told her that. Like the first time she said, "I love Dallas," I love you, and I was like, I I cannot tell you that back. Right. I can't. Yeah. I don't want to be a jerk. I don't want to be a dick about it, but I cannot... I just can't tell you that back.
1: Well, it's hard when you put up your guard, or you let down your guard the first time and get hurt, and then feel that feeling, Yeah, and then have the feeling of, like, this could happen again. Right. And that takes a long time. Or, it, it takes time of thinking and, like...
0: Right, right. Is this
1: what I want to do?
0: Yeah. and 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 she was, like
1: thankfully she
0: was fine with my response yeah cuz i i wouldn't be with her today if she wasn't yeah and i wouldn't want her to feel like i just used her and dumped her either yeah you know and and that's not what happened but when like legitimately uh, she said that and i paused for a second and i was like hmm Took a second to think and was like, I, I can't say that back right. right now. I cannot tell you that back in good conscience. Yeah. So, and, and she was understanding of that, which was amazing. Right. Uh, to me, that was kind of like, honestly, what started opening up the door to being able to say <laughs> that back to her. Um, and. <coughs> uh, And that's huge. I think that's where the beginning of our, like, really open communication between the two of us started was, like, you know, she she opened herself up big time right there. Because, like, when you say that to somebody, if you truly mean it, and it's not just, like, an in-passing thing, like, your parents say that to you all the time, so you just kind of, like, knee-jerk reaction say it back to them. yeah. But, like, when you actually meet somebody and you feel that for them and you open up that way, yeah. that's a big vulnerability. And for that person to look at you and be like, I can't reciprocate that. Yeah. And then they still, you still continue to, like, kind of, like, pursue and work on that relationship together. Um. That That's a big deal. For sure. I mean, like that's a huge deal, and that's kind of what opened up the door for me. As like I, I said I can't reciprocate that. I don't remember exactly what I said, but I basically told her like I can't tell, I can't say I love you too. Yeah, I just can't. Right. But she, she stuck around, and now she's only been gone for like three days, and I miss her like crazy. So.
1: That's what I look it it's funny because, like before I even date somebody or even on the first date first couple of dates, I'll determine if that person has the qualities that I want to carry on my genes, okay, so
0: what qualities are you looking for
1: nurturing strong um positive I guess um i just I need someone headstrong, somebody that's not afraid to like tell me that I'm wrong and be like, you need to do this. Um, And I don't find a lot of that. It's, it's very submissive. And I get a lot of guys like that submissive trait. I don't like it a lot. Like I kind of want a girl to bite back a little bit, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like I need that, that fire of being, I, I need like an alpha woman for sure. Um, cause if I don't, ha- I can't have that, like do everything that I say and just them reciprocating it. I can't fucking do that. Right. It's unattractive to me.
0: Well, and you've seen with Liz and I now at this point, like you've seen us go back and forth. We talked about this on the previous podcast a little bit, but she'll like straight up tell me like, I disagree with you. Like, yeah. Like you've seen that. Yeah. Um, actively. Right. I mean it wasn't over a personal conversation but she was like I don't agree with what you're saying in this paper. Right. And I was just like well I had to write something.
1: I don't agree with it
0: either but I had to write something.
2: Yeah,
1: no. I I I want that intellect is a big thing too that I Yeah,
0: intelligence? For yeah. sure. Like, just baseline intelligence is huge. Yeah.
1: Needing for self-improvement is another thing. Yeah. Um, Uh, Like, your wife goes on walks by herself. She she does things proactively by herself.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, her and I aren't at all attached at the hip.
1: Which is good. That's a healthy thing to have.
0: Yeah, like, I, I love her to death, and I can't imagine spending my life with anyone else. But we do have that, like, She'll, she has her, her friend group. I've got mine. Sometimes they'll mix together. Sometimes they don't. Yeah. She'll go out with her friends. Like, she's got some sort of paint night thing planned next week, I think, mm-hmm. with a bunch of her friends. And it's like, I'm not going to it, but... Have fun. Yeah. Um, and, and like you said, she'll go on walks with the dogs or she'll go to the gym or whatever. Like, I don't need to be a, around her 24-7 and she's like god forbid but if anything were to happen to me like she would be able to carry yourself on and that's that's what i want in somebody for sure yeah
1: i agree 100 percent. i can't have someone like i can't have someone attached to the hip that idea drives me insane yeah yeah um the independence is a big big deal
0: yeah, and I think that was the biggest mistake with my second um, relationship, which was outside of the one I'm in currently. Was my longest relationship like mm-hmm. this one has over doubled that? Uh, my relationship with Liz has over doubled that last relationship, but like that that one girlfriend Ashley and I, we were like fucking glued together. And that that's a problem in and of itself. Yeah. yeah. And that's I think that's part of what like dating and your your teens and your early 20s is supposed to be about is like figuring that out.
1: Oh, yeah. We've all been on those dates where you're just dragged along where right. you just feel like you have nothing like they're just making all the decisions. Right. You're like, right. how do I react to this? I don't know. I yeah. guess I'll
0: just roll with it. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like, And, um, I did that to her and she did that to me 100%. Ashley and I did that to each other a lot. Yeah. Um, we like hardly ever spent a day apart from each other, which I don't like in retrospect. You look back and you're like, oh, that's not healthy, you know? So it's odd, but like the two healthiest relationships I've ever had with women was my first girlfriend and my wife. Yeah. (laughs) And then I, I had a few in between where one wasn't even really a relationship and the other one was Ashley. And it was like the, the one that wasn't Ashley was just kind of like a hookup sort of deal. Yeah, but, it was just a fling. Yeah. Uh, lasted for like two months and then it was over. Um, But, yeah, it's like the fact that I'm – able to just let liz do her thing and she's able to let me do mine is and it's a big deal
2: yeah absolutely
0: and it, it i think that speaks having that quality in a relationship speaks a lot to the strength of that relationship too yeah for sure um uh just like Oh, I don't need to know where you are and what you're doing all the time. Yes. And I don't need to be with you all the time.
1: But also having the trust to realize that whatever you're doing, I can trust that it's that we're good. Yeah. But like nothing I, I, nothing's I, going on.
0: I know you're not running around on
1: me. Exactly. That's hard to find. I don't know. There's a and I think there's a separation between even our short age gap. There's a separation in that because Most of the girls in my age bracket now are in this social anxiety. The only way you can date is Tinder and Snapchat and all of these things.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And we've talked about this before. Yeah. Like you, you're like, it's all online.
1: Fuck Um, Danielle. The girl that I've been with was three, four years older than me. Really? Really? Yeah, she was 20. Squat chick? 26, yeah. And, uh, like, even then, I've, older women, dude, I'm telling you, I've been to Barbary, I get hit on by fucking 40-year-olds. But it's fun for me, because I can flirt back, because I don't, like, feel like there's some sort of weird tension. Right. Because I know it's like, oh, it's not going to lead into anything, might as well.
0: Yeah, well, you know it's not, they don't.
1: For sure, (laughs) yeah. I don't want to end up like, well, I don't want to end up like you-know-who and have somebody 20 years older than me.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you don't want that at all.
1: Um, It's fun when you're 20, and then when you get to be, you know, 40...
0: Your spouse is looking at retiring. And Changing
1: you're, diapers. You're doing all this fun stuff. Yeah, your your spouse
0: is going to retire and you still got 25 years of fucking working ahead of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not cool. Uh, God bless that man. Um, yeah. God he bless. He seems him.
1: happy. He seems like a happy dude. So. Yep,
0: he does. Uh, yeah, like back when I was in uh, the military still... I I think I've talked about this before, but uh, there was like a little convenience store across the street from the regimental aid aid station. Yeah. And I used to go over there and like spit mad game to the girl that worked the cash register over there. Yeah. And like one of my subordinates, he was over there with me one time and he's like, God damn, Weaver, you got game. And I was like, yeah, I'm married though. And he's like, why do you do it? I was like, just got to keep the nails sharp, you know? Isn't it, <laughs> isn't it
1: weird once you get like in a relationship or married, you become that more confident? Like I felt like when I was in, when I was dating other people, my confidence rose to the point where I you felt could like get anything. Yes. I felt like I was being pursued more and I was like, God damn, this is like, <laughs> this is the best thing ever. And then you yes. get out of a relationship and then it goes back down again. You're like, what the fuck? Right, right, and that, I think it's because you
0: don't feel like you have anything to prove. You're like doing your, th- you're doing your thing. Um, you have all this confidence because you already got somebody, like uh, you already got somebody uh, in the kind of like in, in the tubes, so to speak. Like you're, you're not out there trying to get anything. Right. And people sense that you're not trying to get anything. Yeah. So you're just kind of like, you're like, oh, yeah, I could have you if I wanted, but I don't want you.
1: And that's my argument for NNN. Right there. Yeah. That's it, dude. Well, I like self-gratification. So. And it's free cunch. You can do what you want. You fought for this country. You make your own decisions.
0: Goddamn right I did.
1: Um, I, I, uh, it's just an experiment, dude. I don't give a fuck. Like it's not hard for me.
0: I will literally
1: not hard for me. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I will break you. I mean, fuck, you can try, man, but I, uh, every
0: day from here until the end of November, you're going to get some sort of nudie pick from some dude.
1: Even if you think about it, even if you spend an hour a day, Watching porn and jerking off, which a lot of guys do hour wow. a day fifty two hours a week oh no yeah fifty two no seven no, days no. a seven days a week okay. fuck it, seven fuck. hours a week
0: fifty two hours a year fifty two hours a year right no that, no that'd be one one hour a week what's seven times fifty okay, so we'll do
1: it by month, thirty hours a month. And then you take that and times that by twelve, so that's a hundred and twenty times three, three hundred and sixty hours a year. And then you divide that by twenty four. That's days of beating your meat. And uh, just the time saving for me is nice. Like you don't have to. You, your dogs don't have to wonder what you're doing. Like, hey, what's what's going on here? Well, I and again, it's just an experiment right now. I'm not that, saying I'm.
0: That's fine. With, that's fine for you. I'm. Gonna happily spend those days which are fewer than that in my case, beating my meat.
1: Yeah, you can do that. You don't need my permission, obviously. Fucking do what you want and do what you please and please who you want and please who you do. I don't
0: <laughs> I don't know if she's been pleased in a while.
1: Well all I know is that uh somebody gave me advice to jerk off before I had sex the first time so I did that and then I couldn't couldn't do it when I was actually having it so apparently that pisses women off I didn't know that What? You don't ejaculate when having sex? Really? Yeah. Apparently it's a very big like, "Oh, I did something wrong. What the fuck's wrong with me?" All oh, so, for women? Yeah.
0: Okay. I I didn't know it'd be viewed that way.
1: I didn't either. And uh, she just stopped talking to me after that. I've so, I've
0: never done that personally.
1: Well, it was like 15 minutes beforehand. I jerked one out real quick because somebody told me you have to do that before you lose your V card. Otherwise, you'll come instantly. Not true. Uh, yeah. Well, wouldn't know. Um. And I offended someone, and you know. I had fun, I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fair enough, that's all that matters, right? Uh, sure <laughs> but yeah, that I don't know, that's not correct. I think that comes from um what is it? not saving Silverman, but there's something about Mary, that like whole idea. yeah, comes from there's something about Mary. And, uh, that's just not true. Um,
1: I've literally never done that. Yeah. I wasn't going to, I don't even know why it did. That's fine. But it happens. And, uh, well, the next time
0: you know not to do it and you'll see what happens then.
1: (laughs) Well, here's the thing. (laughs) She was like, do you want to try again on a different day? And I was like, Sure. She showed up to my house with another one of her friends that was like 17 or 16.
0: Yeah, you told me about this. And
1: I was like at that point in my head I was like, "Oh, she just wants to bring her friend over for a movie. That's fine. Like whatever." That's that's how I am too. Uh like I'm not going to have a fucking threesome with a disgu- like a 16-year-old. Like that's that's not me, dude. Not me at all. No, and I mean, like,
0: you know, 16 will get you 20. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 16 will get you
1: 20. I like that.
0: Um, but <clears throat> also, like, I don't know. Um, the older I've gotten, like, when I look at these teenagers, you're like, they're fucking kids, man. Yeah, have you ever talked to an 18-year-old? Christ. I had a, in the ER the other day, I had a 16-year-old who attempted suicide. Yeah. And it's like, fuck, dude, you're just a kid, man. Yeah. Like, holy shit. Yep. You know? uh, And, and trying to connect with somebody that much younger than me was so fucking difficult. That's how I felt. Yeah. Yeah. To try to get them to open up and like be a normal person around you. You're like, what are the kids doing these days? What's hip nowadays? Right. You know, yeah. Like- yeah.
1: Yeah. Now imagine being in my situation. I was 23. I waited a long time. I was okay. I was 23. Before I slept with Squat Chick, she invited me to a friend's house who was 16. We go to her house. Her parents are there. Her grandma's there. We're sitting in her room. They dim the lights. They start lighting candles and shit. And I'm just sitting there like, cool. Cool. This is a cool hangout. Like, this is pretty nice. Like, pretty chill. Pretty I chill vibe.
0: You. I can get in on this Glade action.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, wasn't even rolling through my mind of what they wanted. And then if I would have found that out, i had have been like, oh, my God. <laughs> She's like 16, though. I can't yeah. do that, dude. Yeah. That's not in me. Yeah. That's not in me. And apparently it must be another guy's.
0: It is, for sure.
1: So that's fucking weird to me. It's fucking strange.
0: Yeah. Um it definitely is. It's there with uh a lot of other guys, unfortunately. Those those guys deserve to be castrated and fed their own testicles, but
1: I'd venture to say is probably the majority of guys my age
0: going after high schoolers yeah dude i because it's easy i mean yeah but i don't know dude like i look at high schoolers and i'm just like they're you want to talk about cradle robbing dude like yeah (laughs) like for you it's it's like a 10-year difference for me it's like almost a 20-year difference yeah I'm like,
1: no. Yeah, it's like, what did you... What was no. the last toy you got in a Happy Meal? <laughs> like,
0: so what, what movie do you want to go see? Frozen 2? Excellent. Like, <laughs> it's,
1: yeah, uh, it was strange. And then when she... Yeah, she tried to like... After they both left, she tried to like get with me. She was texting me and I was like... It was just weird, dude. It was fucking weird. I didn't like it.
0: Well, if I were a female, I'd try to get with you. Yeah. I don't know. Probably.
1: Well, it's weird, dude. Like when I grew up, I was such a skinny nerd. And then when I started like lifting weights and stuff, I got more attention from females, but I still didn't know how to deal with it because I was, I'm still the same dude inside. Right. I'm still the same guy. That I always was. It's just you start getting more attention, you don't know how to deal with it.
0: Yeah, regardless of your uh, uh, outer physical appearance, prowess, you like you're still the same person.
1: For sure. Actually, Kyle, it's funny. Kyle said he looked at me on the stairs. He's like, "Do you still work out?" Or it offended me a little bit. <laughs> I was like, "Fuck! I got to get back to the gym because I am gaining weight." And. uh yeah, when Kyle said that to me, I was just kind of like, fuck. Fuck.
0: Well, but Kyle, I mean.
1: Yeah, Kyle is bigger than me. But at the same time, if if someone has to ask if I work out, I could probably be working out a little harder.
0: Yeah, but you also have to look at Kyle <laughs> in
2: general. <laughs> like,
0: not just his weight or his, like physical aptitude or how in shape he is you just have to look at him in general and be like well kyle's kind of retarded yeah Uh, i mean yeah if he he asks you a question it's because he legitimately doesn't know no for sure and it's been a while since you two have seen each other and but like yeah Like Kyle, Kyle's the kind of guy that'll be like one day, I guarantee you, he's going to ask somebody how to pump gas, you know, like
1: (laughs) at the same time though, I feel like the beer has betrayed me. The beer has slowly betrayed me because it's not something you realize except over long term. And then you're like, I put on these pants, I put on these skinny jeans, like, oh, I never bought skinny jeans. (laughs) Like (laughs) I've never bought skinny jeans. These these are a little bit tight, dude. (laughs) Like, I,
0: I understand where you're coming from. And then you that's see yourself been the last three years of my fucking life.
1: <laughs> and then you see yourself in pictures and you're like, Jesus Christ, man. Like, yeah. what have I done to myself?
0: Yeah, that's been the last three years of my life. Yeah. And, and what do I do? I continue to fucking
1: drink, dude. There's seven beers in front of me that I've consumed tonight. I know it's a lot of calories. I've probably can cons- I don't know, I don't even want to think about it. It's over fifteen hundred calories I've probably easily. consumed. Same for me. And uh
0: like I'm just glad that the Bebop thing from oh, Cup Bop God. wasn't a million calories, you know.
1: I love that place. I love that. I wanna eat that now. If it was open, I'd probably spring the money to have it delivered. Yeah, for sure. I love that place. Um, yeah, I I don't know, dude. Wait's one of those weird things that you don't realize it's slipping away from you until it's gone. Until it's gone or somebody tells you something or you see yourself in a picture because we like to imagine ourselves the same place as we were at one point and then you look back, you are know, like, God damn, yeah. I don't know where it went.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Liz like talks to me every once in a while. She's like, "I'm worried you're gonna die." <laughs> I'm oh like, what are hell
2: you talking no! About?
1: Hell no! You're not like. Kyle apparently was like 50 pounds heavier a couple months ago. Is what he was telling me.
0: Well, so but Liz's thing is just, like she's seen. She met me at my fucking prime,
1: like 160, 170 ish. Yeah. Okay.
0: Like she met me at my prime. And she got me. She's actually she didn't. She's met me right before my prime, and then she saw me get into better shape from there. Okay. And then deteriorate into the fat fuck that I am now.
1: Well, you're not like fucking obese, like you know. You know Ben. You know what yeah. I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I know what you're saying, but but still. So like, when she says like I'm worried about you, that that's why because. She met me like right before I hit my physical, like, excellence. Yeah, and then I got I got out of the military, and I was like, "Fuck this running bullshit," you know. Like, and and then I was like, "Oh, beer tastes good. I'm gonna drink a lot more of that."
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: And yeah. then and then I started nursing school, and I stopped working out altogether because of school. Yeah, like.
1: No, it's rough,
0: and 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 now all of a sudden I'm thirty pounds heavier than I was two years ago, and I'm like, what the fuck?
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, I started no no remember November like two weeks ago, and I've gained fifteen pounds.
0: <laughs> really?
1: Yeah. Really? Yeah. Huh. I think so. Well, let me check. That scale tells me a lot of information, and i I've been kind of slacking on it lately, but um. Let's see where I, <coughs> let's see where I ended in. Uh,
0: so you have N and N and no remember November.
1: <laughs> I just try to get okay. So midway through October, I was one hundred seventy five pounds, and now I think I'm pushing one eighty five. No, I'm I'm pushing one eighty. So I've gained five pounds. Okay. Okay, that's a little bit more. I'm a little harsh on myself, but.
0: Well, um. It's it's kind of hard not to be because I go back and I look at pictures of myself and I'm like, Dallas, what did you do? Where did you go wrong, man? Like what the, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, I, I I I like I legitimately I do that. I go back and I look at it and I'm like, where did it all go wrong, man? Yeah. Look at yourself. Five six years ago, you would have been disgusted with who you are now. <laughs> yeah it's it's and whatever dude like i don't know i i just don't know at this point i'm fucking
1: all i know is i like i do like being in shape it makes me feel better about myself people treat me with more respect Uh, right and then when i slip out of shape i feel like i get i definitely get treated differently when i was on steroids dude people treated me differently For sure. When I was 220, I was thicker. I I definitely had body fat. I wasn't, like, jacked, ripped. But I was treated differently. Right. And now, like, when you get to be like everyone else, you get treated like everyone else. And that drives me crazy. That drives me fucking insane. Not saying I'm better than anyone else, but I used to make decisions that were better than everyone else. And I got treated differently.
0: Yeah. And I... I I for sure could set aside the time to work on that for myself um and I mean it's all really just excuses in the end but I I honestly I I have a hard time mustering like any will or energy to to go after it right now I get oh. you. Oh. I get
1: to the point where I get—I feel like the flap of skin under my chin. Like when I look down, if I feel that, I'm like, I'm a fat fuck. I could be like 185 and feel it under my chin. And I still get this thing in my head where it's like, oh, I feel like I'm, I just set a very high standard for myself, I think. And And that there's nothing really wrong with that. In my
0: opinion, it's, it's-
1: unhealthy though. Mentally.
0: Yeah, well, uh, Liz said when I, like, she didn't tell me this uh, back then, but she's like, when you were, like, at your fittest, she's like, you definitely had body dysmorphia. Really? Yeah. Yeah. You definitely had, like, this whole dysmorphia, like, if I don't do this every single day, I'm I'm fat, I'm worthless and yeah. like you you weigh yourself constantly and stuff yeah. and that's now I've gone to the complete opposite extreme where I right. don't weigh myself at all and I'm just like beer 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 yeah. beer 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 you know <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs>
1: so uh I need to find a balance for sure um but well it's better to be that than thinking that you're in shape like, really fit and still wear, like, skinny jeans and, like...
0: Oh, I know I'm not.
1: Well, and that's the thing, because I, I know people that are... Like, I don't consider you overweight. Like, I'm not going to look at you and be, like, always fat at all. Really? But there's... No. But there's people that I look at that I think that, but they think they're skinny. You know what I mean? Okay. um And that's a, a bizarre thing. That's for sure a bizarre thing. Like I'm at that point now where I'm like, I know my diet's not on point. I know I'm not going to the gym a lot. Therefore, I'm not looking my best. And uh, right. And it, it's not something that I'm like killing myself over because I know what I need to do to get back there, eat correct and go to the gym, and I'll get back there. It's that simple. See, and I know that with myself. And that's that's what matters. That's what builds the confidence of like. Getting rid of the body dysmorphia.
0: But my biggest concern right now is just being able to conceal carry. Yeah. And not like, like literally like that's, I I just want to like, if I can conceal carry and not have like the profile of my gun show up, then.
1: Yeah, I feel like for me, I either need to lose a lot of weight or gain a shit ton of weight to get a girlfriend. 'Cause if I do that, like if I lose a lot of weight, it'll be like, Oh, this guy looks good, but if I if I gain a lot of weight, it'd be like, Ooh, this big boy probably comes with a life insurance plan. <laughs> he probably comes with a
0: <laughs> He's got some money behind him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Have you heard of eaters? Like feeders? Yeah, there's
0: feeders and there's eaters, yeah.
1: Like the, the people the girlfriends that'll get with a fat guy and try to Feed him constantly so he'll die, and they can collect on life insurance money.
0: That's what you're going for.
1: Uh, I I'm not going for that. I just can't believe that exists.
0: Speaking of food, we should probably get some. Yeah, it's one a.m. At, at some
1: point, is there anything open at this point? I don't know.
0: Uh, probably McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. But we'd have to have it brought to us. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah the the feeders, the eaters, the growers, the showers. Um, I'm I neither just, one of those last two. By I the way, I just
1: need to get back into shape. I don't care if I have to do steroids. Fuck it. Okay. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to do steroids again. I'll do sarms for sure. I haven't done sarms for a while. Uh, but when I started, I'll tell you, started losing weight pretty fast. Clenbuterol, I have that totally legal lose 20 pounds in a couple weeks. Really? Yeah, dude. It's a hack. (laughs) It's a hack. I wish more people knew about it. Uh, do you keep it off though? Um, if you can keep the, uh, the will to go to the gym, yeah. Because the clenbuterol gives you this caffeinated feeling of jitteriness. Okay. Kind of gives you this like thermogenic like... It raises your body temperature.
0: Okay. Which burns more calories. Yeah.
1: So uh, exercise that would normally burn you 800 calories will burn you like 2,000 calories. Okay. So you, you gain... Or you lose weight really fast. And if you pair that with a SARM, Ostarine, for example, you won't lose any muscle mass. So basically you'll gain a little bit of muscle while losing fat at the same time. And then people will be like, what the fuck did you do? And you have to come up with an excuse. Like I switched to red meat. Mm-hmm. I only eat red meat. Now I remember <laughs> Kyle asked me that when I worked at NTO, he's like, your arms get really big every once in a while. And I just can't figure out how you do it. And I got switched to red meat, only red meat, dude. <laughs> now there's there's some hacks, dude. There's some hacks. Um,
0: does a, he know the truth now or no?
1: I don't know. I don't know that he does. Um, all I know is that I'm kind of too afraid to get too lean, and that sounds stupid. I'm too afraid to get below 8% body fat because I have the gynecomastia, and that's extremely noticeable. I mean, it's freaking... Yeah, I've seen it on you before. It's freaking like... if like look at that. Yeah, I
0: I mean I can I can see it,
1: but this side's not as bad, but this this side's fucking bad. Yeah. And uh it goes away. It does shrink when I lose body fat, but at the same time uh it's still like a mental thing in my head. Like mm. I've subconsciously shifted my shoulder posture forward to kind of hide it. Okay. And um yeah, I got to get the surgery eventually. It's eight grand. Like, You'll get there. I'll get there eventually. Um, but And I did it to my... Well, I didn't really do it to myself. It was, it was a puberty thing. But it definitely grew. It definitely grew from doing performance enhancers. I can tell you that much.
0: Gynecomastia sonastia.
1: It is gross. It's freaking disgusting. It's uh, a lot of men actually suffer from it. And it's, it's,
0: there's honestly a lot of prescription meds that cause it.
2: Yeah. Like
0: not just your anabolic steroids. It's like, there's actual like therapeutic medications that
1: cause it. Yeah. Anything messing with hormones, it's kind of a predisposition thing. And a lot of it has to do with having a high fat diet at a young age. Really? Yeah, because everyone has the gland. Everyone has the oh, little, yeah, yeah. the little pea-sized gland in their nipple, and you have to get that removed. And then once you do that, you can do steroids. Wee, it's not going to grow back. Um, but until then, it's kind of one of those things it's that
0: always there. And it, the potential. leaner,
1: yeah, the leaner you get, the more it's like exacerbated. Whereas if you carry a little body fat, people just say, "Oh, he's, he's just a little bit fat. He's just a little bit." Fluffy. Yeah. Which I'd prefer that rather than, what the fuck is that? Um, I don't really care about it that much, though. I'm not that self-conscious about it. I was when I was younger, for sure. Yeah. I was trying everything. I tried all these different SERMs and... What, to get rid of it? Yeah. Selective estrogen receptor modulators. Um, Didn't go away. Sometimes it shrank. The only way I can truly get it to go away... No sugar intake. Like So that's zero alcohol. Zero alcohol, zero candy, zero bread, zero like it's awful. It sucks. It's really the only way to make it shrink though. I can get it probably the size of a dime. Um well, but it's hard. From this side of the table, there's no judgment. Yeah? Yeah. Well, I couldn't care less about it. Yeah, to be honest. I know. It's just if I need to get if I want to get a banging wife, dude, I got to get rid of it. That'll just under, increase she'll, your bank account by $10 million. That too. I want to feel good about myself though. That's what it really comes down to. I don't care about the women's side of it. I care about like what I think about myself. And that's fair. Yeah.
0: Cause you're the one that has to live with you. You're the one that has to like. Yeah. Look at yourself every day. So
1: that's what I'm doing. I'm going after a boob job. Um, Reduction, not enhancement. Dude, I tried getting, I tried fighting insurance over it because technically it's more breast tissue. So the chances of getting uh, breast cancer go up. And that was my like tactic to get them to pay for it. They fought it every step of the way. Really? I went to so many exams. So, but the, the overall expense
0: is just eight thousand dollars in and out
1: if I did it with through the u it'd be about forty five hundred okay um which can be mustered uh and it's it's that's how I view it it's temporary like forty five hundred is is literally no money
0: i mean it's a lot of money, but yeah, you're right it's in the not grand scheme
1: of, of things it's not a lot of money throughout my lifetime correct, so that's how I view it um I would love to be able to wear freaking shirts my size and not have to worry about it. But, uh, and I, yeah, like I said, I don't really worry about it. It's just a subconscious thing. Right. I just subconsciously behave differently with it. Right. So I'll get it taken care of eventually. But steroids, yeah, do them if you don't have gyno. (laughs) Do them correctly. That's my problem is when you come off of steroids, if you're not, if you don't properly, And this is all hypothetical. I've never done steroids, obviously. Uh, He just has a
0: genetic condition.
1: Exactly. If you come off of steroids, I'll say this. First of all, before you do them, do your fucking research. Because when you're messing with your hormones, I shouldn't have done them at the time, hypothetically. I shouldn't have done them at the time that I did them because you should be working out about five years before you do them anyways. Once you get to your genetic potential, which a lot of people... Research genetic potential, and they look at people on Instagram and say, "Well, why don't I look like that?" It's because you weren't meant to look like that. Anything over twenty five percent BMI, not including body fat. If you were talking body mass, you have to do androgens to get there. A lot of these guys on Instagram, they blah blah blah, they they've done shit. So when you're coming off of them, you're you're messing with your hormones first of all, but then you have to know how to taper off that hormone and take substances to prevent other hormones from, bo- from going too like high. Like rebound, yeah. Yeah, estradiol. Any sort of testosterone, once you come off performance enhancers, you have all this testosterone in your body. And since you're not taking the substance anymore, your body can't process that testosterone. So that gets transferred. Uh, that gets um, not transferred. What's the word I'm thinking of? It, it gets converted to estradiol, E2.
0: Okay.
1: E2 can create all sorts of spikes in prolactin and all these fun hormones that give you bitch tits. So if you don't regulate those, if you don't take something like Novadex to prevent uh, estrogen from binding to breast tissue, the estrogen attaches to the breast tissue and enlarges it. It basically attaches and and multiplies. So... Until you know what you're doing with hormones, don't fuck with hormones. That's my biggest lesson. That's my biggest thing I could give to anyone out there that like, wants to get bigger. They want to turn to steroids because they heard about it from their friends. Don't do it unless you know what the fuck you're doing. Because sadly, I learned what the fuck I was doing after it was too late. Hypothetically. <laughs> so, there you go.
0: And hypothetically, um, this has been another episode of Cheap Shot Discussions with Caden and Dallas. Signing off. Adios, motherfuckers.